Today on the Zabecast, Notorious J-A-Y revels in his overbet on the National Anthem and gives me a little gambling nugget on one Gladys Knight that I never knew. Of course, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in modern NFL history. Same two for Tom Brady as a quarterback, but you know, some people still want to sell crazy. All that, plus my thoughts on the halftime show now that I've watched it. A bonus hour of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Wednesday, February 6, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to Jay, State of the Union address was last night. I didn't watch it. What do you don't want to be informed as a citizen? Rhetoric, rhetoric, rhetoric. Once upon a time, I used to watch these things, but it, it, it's gotten so absurd now. And everybody, especially on Twitter, makes it a food fight of that's a lie. This asshole. Oh yeah. What about that? I love it. it. Just it's become a sport for people that have a loose knowledge of what the fuck's going on. In America, And then some people that know a lot that are very smart, but they still want to get in there on the food fight and start throwing shit left and right. When I look at the state of our union, the state of America, on the one hand, America is still the greatest country on earth, the greatest place to live on earth. I believe that wholeheartedly. The people of America are fantastic, generous, hardworking, civic-minded, Fun-loving, freedom-loving, good people of all races, creeds, colors, you name it. Beautiful. Or as Tony Bruno would say, beautiful. But our government is a joke. Our politics are broken. And unfortunately, our nation's future is not nearly as good as it should be. And I can't get too into arguments after something like the State of the Union about what our government should or shouldn't do because our government can't even pay its own bills. Now, this is something that some of you, maybe, I've had emails from people that say, you don't understand how government debt works. It's not that bad. Okay. The national debt, not the deficit. Deficit is the year over year. Like, how much were we upside down? How much this year do we spend more of than we took in as a country? The national debt, the accumulated sum of all deficits, is now stand it now stands at twenty-one trillion dollars. And it used to be in two thousand, which I know is nineteen years ago. Holy shit, the years are flying. But I feel like two thousand was not that long ago. Uh nineteen years ago the deficit was just six trillion dollars. So we've gone from $6 trillion to $21 trillion, and this is really, really bad if you ask me. This is unsustainable. This is going to snowball, and it's going to get worse and worse. I really, really would like it if maybe my government could stop spending so much money. But the problem is the one-party Republicans that used to at least – talk a good game about balanced budgets and reining in the federal deficit and the national debt. They don't even they don't even do that anymore. Both parties are pushing money, pushing Uncle Sam's money right out the back window. 
to whatever groups they think can vote for him. And it, I, I, I was going to read from this story here. You, you, you understand how debt works. You're, you're an adult. I have debt. You have debt. But it's different if you have a mortgage, and you reach as a as a young married couple. You reach as a family for a house that you think you can afford, even if it's tight at first, because it's an investment. You know, you hopefully pay it off, and that. Real estate you know, increases over the course of time, and it'll be a good investment. And the debt that you take on for your biggest purchase in life, it's the, the, the debt's the greatest when you first take it on. And then assuming you're paying a, a mortgage that has more than just interest only, you're chunking away. You're, you're starting to lower that obligation and save. Huh. Uncle Sam don't save. Hell no. Our debt is spiraling out of control. And what's worse is that, guess who holds so much of our debt? China, Saudi Arabia, Japan. These are our sugar daddies. And so now, interest alone on the debt is projected to total $7 trillion over the next decade. And by 2026, according to uh, Peter G. Peterson Foundation, the Peter G. Peterson Foundation, a nonpartisan organization dedicated to addressing the country's long-term fiscal challenges, Peter G. Peterson, Peter, by 2026, interest alone on our debt will be the third largest category of our budget. Holy shit. You know, it's just $7 trillion just throwing out the window. Could be spending $7 trillion on a lot of cool things. Roads, bridges, schools. Maybe let you keep more of your money. Could build some pretty cool things with $7 trillion. Now, that's all for our debt. That's all for our sugar daddy, Wang Jing Mao, or whoever the president in 2026 of China is going to be. Okay, well, that's my State of the Union right there. Call me. When you can just balance the checkbook, Uncle Sam, either party, just tell me like, hey, what a good year. Took in this many trillion dollars and we paid out slightly less. So we had a little bit of a budget. Uh, We had a little bit of a budget surplus this year. Yes, budget surpluses actually used to happen. In fact, I think the last time it happened, it might have been under Clinton, believe it or not. That's the State of the Union. Now I'm off my political soapbox. Well, it wasn't political, Zabe. It was very nonpartisan. America should be able to stay within its budget. Novel concept. Like you and I do. Like most people do. Most families do. No, no. Uncle Sam, just fucking spend. Spend until China has us by the short hairs and we can't do a damn thing about it. Or just print more money. We'll be like Venezuela. All right, enough politics, enough finance. Let's have some fun on this podcast today. The Notorious J-A-Y. All right, Notorious J-A-Y. Stand by, everybody. 
Well, hello. <laughs> well, hello, hello, hello. Hello, Mr. Anthem Over winner. Congratulations. <laughs> it was so sure. Gladys was going to milk that thing for every every second. By the way, do you know the Gladys Knight gambling history? No, do tell. Gladys Knight was such a whale in Vegas that she got so in debt, and I can't remember to the casino what casino it was. She got so in debt to the casino that she had to do free shows for like two years. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Gladys Knight. Midnight but, train to Georgia. Okay. Gladys Knight. But the under was the more lucrative side. You would have thought if she was really a whale who was going to game the system and send word out to her fellow degenerates, bet this side of it, watch, she would have practiced all week with a long anthem and then thrown a shorty at the last second. Speed it up just a tick. And then cashed in. Right, exactly. Because I think your $25 you had me lay probably went off at like minus 185. I got to be honest, I didn't actually put it in play on any real website. So I either owe you 25 bucks straight up or something less than 25 bucks. I'll get you in Zay Vegas. I just wanted the thrill. I just had to watch something to keep it interesting. And I was glued. I, I, I think I, no, I did time it. I did time it. Yes, I did time it. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you were more interested in that than probably the game, right? Hells. Yes. All right. Now the, the one thing we have to get out of the way and I'll, I'll, I'll set you up to get your thoughts on the game. People are like worst Super Bowl ever. Um, the Seahawks, the Seahawks were up 22, nothing on Peyton Manning at the half en route to a 43 to eight blowout. Not that game was not as boring as the Seahawks blowout of the Broncos. We've had blowouts when we were in college, Jay, that were a complete joke that we knew were going to be 49er blowouts of some hapless AFC team, mostly right. the Broncos, before was, the game even began. I, I was going to say, anytime the Broncos ran it, you knew it was going to be the blowout. The Bills got blue. Well, the first one was close, but then they got their ass whooped the last three. Yeah. And let's be, wait a minute, the Steelers beat the Vikings like 13 to 9. I'm sure my dad was taking gas watching that game. Uh, <laughs> The Colts, the Colts, um, in nineteen seventy or nineteen, uh, I can't remember. What You're going it was, way Dave. back. You got to stay within the cable. About, you got to stay within the cable television era. But I'm saying this is this was not the worst Super Bowl. This is not this is not the car that I ordered. Yeah, this <laughs> is, it's not the worst. Or, or as they like to say on the internet, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Do you know that meme? I have seen that meme. Do you know where it comes from, by the way? I do not know. I don't either, and somebody can help me out here. But for those that don't know, whenever somebody on Twitter fires off a take on anything that is just over the top, way too vitriolic, way too hot, the response is, sir, comma, this is a Wendy's, implying that the person issuing such statement about whatever it is has gone completely off the deep end, is a crazy person who is screaming it's... into the drive through at a Wendy's. Sir, <laughs> that's nice, but this is a Wendy's. What are you talking about? <laughs> that is in the meme hall of fame. Of course, the Mount Rushmore is, you know, the Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, crying Jordan. 
Yeah. Yeah. Craig Jordan is, is is the goat still. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know if uh, that sir, this is a Wendy's is in the Hall of Fame. I'd like to know the origins of it though. So anybody that can fill me in, let me know what How? what what is it two days later that you keep. What, what thing do you hear now from us pundit idiots on the radio and whatnot and on TV? What thing do you hear about the game that drives you the most crazy? Is there anything that sticks out? Is there any sort of theme that you're like, fucking enough already? The notion that Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Oh, God. Well, he you know, is. you know, you I know mean, who you know who thinks that, and I I will not play the soundbite because our listeners on the Reddit thread don't like me playing it, or they think I've got an unhealthy obsession with him. Mike, Fran, Sessa. He says Brady's not the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear his logic? Why? Please, because it's funny because I argue when I I call my dad. My dad loves Francesca. And I say he's a fat blowhard. What's the? I don't get the stick. He's, he's crazy. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. No, no, don't shut up. He. He's... I mean, I, I just don't get why people. You know, he he he. These these takes of his are just stupid, and he's always wrong. I don't. I don't get. It. I don't. You know do what? You know, I could be in the minority. Do you know why he thinks that Tom Brady is not the greatest? He probably thinks he's a system quarterback. That's why, right? No, it's because he had the audacity to lose three of his nine Super Bowls. Uh, again, say that again. <laughs> say, say, say that again. Say that he, again. He had the nerve to lose three times, whereas Joe Montana never lost in four appearances. Nine Super Bowls. Think about that for a fucking second. Nine. <laughs> I know. Nine. And, and what? When you and I were 11, 12, we were just probably getting into our sports fandom at its apex. Did you ever think your quarterback would go to no. nine? No. Three. No. Three. No. Four. No. Oh, my God. Joe Montana no. went to four. Oh, no, it's, nine. It's insane. Here, I'll, I'll play it for you, and I'll just put the headphones near my phone because I don't have a – I can't feed audio down the line to my guests. Here okay. was Francesa taking on a guy who said, how can you say Brady is not the greatest of all time? Hey, Mike. Um, with Brady and Montana, my argument for Brady is this. Montana had the greatest receiver that ever played the game. He had Dwight Clark. He had Roger Craig, who was probably the greatest receiver in the backfield. Brady got lacrosse players, college quarterbacks. You are out of your cotton-picking mind. Brady's got Hall of Famers everywhere. You are nuts. You are so lost. Gronkowski's a Hall of Famer. You can't play better than Edelman plays. Brady had Randy Moss earlier. Are you kidding me? How many defensive guys did he have? The first Super Bowl was won by Ty Law, who got to the Hall of Fame this year. Come on with that nonsense. That's not even worth discussing. Can, can, I, can, I, can I, Okay, by the, by the way, you, you did ask the question, what is making me sick? Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame is making me ill. It is That's like saying <laughs> Robert Ori should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame because he had a great postseason. Okay, agreed. Let me just jump in here, though. Okay. A couple of people said it, and now the overreaction is far greater than the amount of people that did say he should be in. For example, he's a great 
Greatest slot receiver I've ever seen. How about if I say that? Is that okay? Uh, some would say he's not as good as Welker. Do you know Welker think, doesn't have a ring? Wow, I never even thought about it. Whoa. I heard that today. I'd have to go look it up, but I, I think that's true. Here's when, the deal. But what? wait a minute. Really quickly, when, when Tony Romo kept pointing out he is unguardable, and I kept watching, he was right. They could they tried to double-team him, and he beat double-teams. Well, there's two things. The there's a couple things about Edelman working here. First of all, Nate Burleson said Hall of Fame on the set of CBS right after the game. Now, his opinion carries a little bit of weight because he played like, in the NFL. I like Nate Burleson. And I, I like, like Nate Burleson. But truth be told, you know, uh, Edelman's numbers are nowhere close to being a Hall of Famer. His numbers, total catches, touchdowns, are about roughly half, Jay, of what Heinz Ward registered. Half. Half Eddie, as we like half. to say. Right. So he's nowhere close in that regard. That's number one. Number two, so Burleson said it. Schefter tweeted it as if to say, with an MVP now, he is working his way into the Hall of Fame discussion. So no, he's not. I, I know. So here's the deal. I know, here's I know. the deal. So you've had, and I think Whitlock, your buddy, oh, your favorite, Jesus Christ. Whitlock said he should be in the conversation. Three people. There's there's three people that I saw that put a serious argument out there about that. So for every three people putting an argument out there for him, there's ten people screaming, I can't believe people are saying Edelman should be a Hall of Famer. So in other words, Jay, the anti-reaction, the antibodies, your, the, 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 uh, the sports immune system has gone into overdrive to kill anyone to knock over straw men, like, I can't believe everyone's saying that Edelman. No, no, everyone's not saying that. A couple of people did. And by the way, if this were baseball, he would be vilified because he's a PED guy. Well, that's another bad take. Nancy Armour, hack, USA Today, wrote a column on I game read, read night. That. If this were, if, base, yeah. if football had a conscience, he wouldn't be playing. Uh, Ms. Armour, yes. if I may. That's Miss Ch- Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, <laughs> uh, dear Miss Miss Armour, it's not baseball, ma'am. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> it's the most vapid argument ever to say the collectively negotiated and bargained for rules regarding suspensions should be the it's same there- as another sport whose collectively bargain rules about suspensions are entirely different. Well, well, her, her reasoning is, still, you know, baseball has a little longer season in football. That's the one thing, Nancy, you got to realize that. So four games in football is like 80 in baseball. But here's the thing. She was so Johnny-come-lately on this because Lane Johnson for the Eagles last year played in the game, and he was he had been suspended three times for PEDs. So that's kind of ridiculous. Also, I think the public, Jay, in football is more understanding. They don't care. Right. They're more understanding of football. Why? Because PEDs help guys recover from devastating injuries. Edelman was coming off a blown-out ACL. ACL, right. And and baseball, the reason people care more is because baseball is all about the numbers. And if you do something to take the numbers 
Well, then people clutch the pearls in baseball. Well, that and, is why. And, and truth be told, Barry Bonds blew up to the size of Megatron, not because he was trying to come back from an injury, but because he was jealous of Mark McGuire of Griff- and Ken Sammy Ken- Sosa getting and all this love. And yes. Ken Griffey? Yes, the, I, I thought it was Ken Griffey. He was. I okay, thought he you was, might be right. You might be right. You might because be right. it was after right. it was after the summer of Jack Offery with Sosa and McGuire, where guys like Mike Lupica are writing love sonnets about my ten year old boy woke up and read the paper and said, "Daddy, I hear McGuire hit two more." <laughs> I read Mike Lupica. I, that's, that's right. And, and and America fell in love with this great home run chase of 1999, and it was built on a house of fucking lies. It was built on a house of chemical deceit. And Barry Bonds. Allegedly. Allegedly. He's never he's never tested positive. By the way, who's he? Barry Bonds. Oh, oh no, I haven't gotten to Bonds yet. Oh, so Maguire, Maguire, and Sosa. I think they sort of admitted, right, or they were outed essentially in the 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 Mitchell report. But I think yes. the, in the case of Bonds, I mean, he had a trainer uh, who went to the ma- oh. went to jail for him. By the way, if I ever have a, I need a best friend like that guy, Brian something, Brian. Mm, it'll I, come I, to me. Yeah, I, that's that's a guy who I want as my best friend. Greg, and, Greg, went, and, Greg Anderson. Greg, he went to fucking jail. Yeah, and, I wouldn't go to jail for anyone in my family, let alone someone who's not related to me. And Jay, you ready for this? That's Greg Anderson, the trainer, not, not Greg, Greg Anderson. Cadillac Anderson, Anderson, basketball player whose main feature was what? Big a, head. A, a big head and a hairline that crept all the way down his forehead, damn near to his eyebrows. UNLV, right? I'd have to look that one up. Or I don't Houston. think so. Or Houston, one of the two. College, Greg I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cadillac Anderson. Houston or, or UNLV, one of the two. I'm I'm take, I'm betting putting 500 on that, Alex. You want to guess if he's alive or not? Greg Anderson alive. He's alive. Uh, born in Houston, went to Houston. Thanks First round you. pick, 23rd overall by the... Team in okay, Texas. I'm, oh, the the Rockets. San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. Ah, okay. But he played for the in the the last of the five slam pajama era. Uh, maybe. God okay. damn! I'm looking at his hair. That is the lowest hairline I have ever seen. For not every... a handsome man. Not a handsome. Uh, man. You know what? Wait, he's better looking than Scottie Pippen. Which is Oops. not saying much, but still. That was good. That's very true. Okay, good point. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to Bonds. Let me just back to Bonds. Let me yes. let me complete the circle on Bonds. So Bonds didn't blow up until I think two thousand. He came back from, you know, the winter and he looked like holy shit. Skinless chicken and high reps and Bonds <laughs> looks huge. <laughs> And and brown rice. And I, yeah, that's also, and, it's I, a of, and, yes. and as I recall, it was basically he didn't like how everyone fawned over Maguire and Sosa, and they just sort of ignored the fact that he was a way better all around five tool player than both of those guys. He was a thirty thirty guy. Yes, he could steal bases. He could hit for average. Maguire was a a clunky. 
208 hitting chop. And then he started juicing, and he he hit a ton of home runs. Sammy Sosa had one of the worst plate disciplines you've ever seen, but got huge and jacked a bunch of bombs. And Bonds is like, oh, well, if this is how we're doing it, I guess if we're not going to be looking for this shit, I know a guy out here at a laboratory. Yeah. And watch this. And (laughs) and in that sense, Jay, I admire Bonds sort of like a Dr. Evil figure who said, okay, now we're done playing. Because <laughs> where as, do they get a load of me in my Jack Nicholson voice? Yes, that's it. Where do they get a load of me? And sure enough, he's like, "All right, watch this." Started taking the cream in the clear, bulked up, put on body armor, stood with his toes on the black, <laughs> and, and said, "And said to pitchers, fuck you," and then just hit seventy-three home runs. But. I will always say the thing about Barry Bonds, though, that one year he got walked two hundred times, and still not intentionally two hundred times, but he got walked I think two hundred times, and still I know hit seventy. I mean, yeah. Every, everything was either a walk or a home run or a home run or or a hit by pitch when he put that big padded elbow out there. <laughs> anyway, so back to, back to the NFL and the yes. Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, the one thing that I that I get a little bit frustrated at, everyone's killing Sean McVay, and I'm not going to be a McVay apologist. Oh, he, can I kill him? You can kill him. Look, hold on. He he was not at his he was obviously not at his best, and he got out coached by the master, the greatest of the modern era, and Belichick. No, but of the modern, he's the greatest coach ever in football. There's well, no okay. But. I, okay, I, I say of the modern era because I think you can't compare him to Lombardi. Because in Lombardi's era, spring training, or I mean, excuse me, training camp was literally when players who worked in the box factory in, you know, De Pere, Wisconsin, would report to get in shape to then play tackle football. Like, that's how different the game was. So I don't even bother comparing them. But yeah, Belichick is, is arguably the greatest of all time. Okay. Unless you're Mike Francesa. Unless you're Mike Francesa, who doesn't think he belongs on the Mount Rushmore coaches. What's he got? He's better than Parcells. Well, he didn't put Parcells there. According to Francesa, his Mount Rushmore of NFL coaches is Lombardi, uh, George Hallis. Or no, I'm sorry. Lombardi, Mike Brown, Bill Walsh, and Tom Landry. Wait a minute. How the fuck can you not have Chuck Knoll, who won four Super Bowls, beating Tom Landry in two of those? He That's said. Just... He said. He said. Okay. He said. Mike Brown, basically the father of the modern game. Paul, you put, yeah, that is very Paul. Paul, Paul, yes, Paul, Paul Brown, Brown is not yes. Mike Brown. Paul I Brown. Knew, I know who you Paul Brown, Mike father. Brown's, Mike yeah. Brown's his idiot son. Paul Brown, father of uh, of the modern game. Bill Walsh, obviously innovated with the West Coast offense. Lombardi is Lombardi, and then he he claims that you know uh, Landry was very innovative as well, which he was. With you know the flex offense and the shotgun formation, but wow. I mean what Parcel what what Belichick is doing now is so insane, it's just hard to believe because the league is geared to make everybody eight and eight. I okay the the Sean McVay can we can we put the rest that genius he's the, 
Yes. And by the way, if you're Arizona and you just hired Cliff Kingsbury because he looks and knew Sean McVay, you've got to be wanting to take gas right about now. I can't wait for Cliff Kingsbury to get fired after two years when he oh. finishes 2-14. and 14. All right. How about, you know, uh, LaFleur in Green Bay? I can't wait for all of them to fail. How about this other guy that Cincinnati just hired? I've already forgotten his name. McVay clones, young, handsome dudes. I want all of them to fail. I want all of them to fail. All of them to fail. Just not Brian Flores because he's a brother. You want him to succeed. I was going to say, I I, I may become a Dolphin fan after they (laughs) fire Mike Tomlin. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, um, McVay got out coached, no question. The thing about sports, though, as you know, Jay, the winners write the history books and the outcomes define the narratives. If Jared Goff just throws that pass to Cooks one second earlier, it's a touchdown. They would have actually led. That was a third-quarter pass. Patriots didn't take the lead 10-7 or 10-3 until the fourth quarter. One second earlier, they could possibly win that game. And then is anyone saying, well, they won, but, man, McVay still got outcoached? No, they're not. They're saying, wow, McVay, youngest coach ever, amazing. Beat the master. Yeah, he beat the master. He somehow found a way to beat Belichick despite a bad game from Gurley. They won't even say, like, well, he didn't use him properly or at all. They'll just they'll use it. They'll spin it as a positive. He found a way to win without Gurley being Gurley. Can Which, we, by the way, wonder what the hell was wrong with – we still don't know what was wrong with Tom. Don't know. Malcolm Brown and Tom, Todd Gurley. Somebody uh, – Malcolm Butler. Excuse Malcolm me. Butler, yeah, the, the two great mysteries. You have, you have to – somebody has to explain what the hell was wrong. He had, like, two touches until, like, the third quarter. Something ridiculous. On the one hand, a lot of people say they don't believe it that he was not hurt. They believe that the Rams were lying and that something wasn't right. And some are saying he didn't look right out there in warm-ups and also at parts during the game. But the counter-argument, Jay, is that he recorded one of the top speeds on one of his burst runs because he had a couple. And besides that, he, he himself claims he wasn't hurt. I just don't well, know. I mean, he ran for 100 yards with C.J. Anderson against the Cowboys in the first week of the playoffs, and then he didn't run very much against the Saints. That's like a game off. He had five carries only. So he pretty much had three weeks off between his last 100-yard performance against the Cowboys. How could he possibly still be injured? Again, I'd like some answers. Well, you ain't going to get them. I'm not going to get it. It's the NFL. We don't exactly. give you answers. Speaking of answers, let's go to the halftime show. Your thoughts. I'm not going to – I cannot tell you anything. I did not watch one minute or one second of the halftime show. Really? Really. I did not. I was with, We were with friends, and we were just talking and running out mouths. It was like, oh, there's Adam Levine, and oh, there's Big Boy, and oh, there's Travis Scott. That's it. I, we, I didn't – Pay attention. I could care, I could have cared less. Okay. Why, you know, Travis Scott's performance was half of it was bleeped out. <laughs> Way to go, Ed. Who did not proofread his lyrics? I know. Who didn't go, he <laughs> might curse. It's, it's just, oh, my God. And I said today, I go, well, doesn't Travis Scott have a song about a pickup truck and a girl on a warm summer day? Oh, wait, that's the wrong genre. That's country music. Is there not a Travis song, Travis Scott song that does, that has maybe one or two expletives? 
Like, literally, you should watch it. Go to YouTube, watch the halftime. Here's the thing. I, I, I thought Levine was totally off his game as a performer. He didn't look confident out there. He didn't look energetic. And the other problem, there's two other problems with Maroon 5. Nobody wants to claim that they like them. I like Maroon 5. Oh, well, good. I like I, I like some of their songs. They're, my favorite song is Daylight, but they didn't play that. A couple of other songs I liked as well. Other people, though, say, well, the problem is they're considered to be a soccer mom rock type group. And I Ooh, said, that, okay, that's a that fair. A new, that may be a new genre, yacht so- rock and soccer, soccer mom, mom rock. Soccer mom you rock. may have created yeah. something, right, yeah. Right, right. Uh, so there's that. Also, here's what I think works against him. He's got so many tattoos. He looks hard from the neck down, but from the face up, he's soft. And so, <laughs> am I right? I've never even thought about I, this is what I do, Jay. This is what I do. I think about things. Like a, I think he looks about like things. a choir boy from the neck up and from the neck down. He looks like Travis Barker from Blink Exactly. <laughs> so when okay. people see a guy who from the neck up is soft <laughs> and from the neck down looks like he is MS 13. <laughs> You know what, pe- you know what the, you know what the cognitive. They think he's a, he looks like a poser. Yes. You're, tr- you're trying you, way you. too hard. Jay, I wish I could show you my notes on my computer right now. By the way, this show is not rehearsed. Everybody, literally, the word I had was poser, and that yeah, was my conclusion. I, so the dissonance yeah. makes people see him as a poser. And who likes a poser, Jay? Women. No. Who? <laughs> who? That's right. Nobody. Who's got it better than us, says Jim Harbaugh. Nobody. Who likes a poser? Nobody. Now, so, on, on to the... Okay, so Outcast and Big Boy were on the stage together? No, just just Big Boy. Because was, was Andre there? I didn't see Andre 2000. Oh, my God. Jay, I was counting on you to have seen the halftime show, for I, fuck's I, sake. I, I, I didn't. I didn't give two shits about it. Cause I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Because um, I knew it was going to be watered down. And by the way, Outcast has said some outlandish shit. So NFL, way to way to proofread your work. <laughs> well, you can't go through a rapper's entire catalog and say, well, I mean, you, yeah, you got some controversial songs in here that you know. You just say, uh, yeah, don't play Cop Killer. At halftime. If you're iced tea. Right, if you're iced tea. Don't, yeah, don't play this song. Yes. Right. Keep that one out of there. So, I, I don't know. I, th- he, uh, I think uh, Andre 3000 had somebody next to him. I don't know. I, I, this is where I was going to lean on you. That said, I was there in Atlanta, and I was saying to Scott Lynn at dinner, you know, Scott, I have no idea what makes good rap versus bad rap. And I have no idea. I said, Scott, who are the big rap acts and artists from Atlanta? Because Atlanta is like the cradle of Southern hip hop, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yes. It, it, it is the capital. It is the it is the it's the Bronx of Southern rap, meaning right. that's where it's, they got started. Yes. Right. And so he gave me a couple of names. Ludacris is one. Yes. Ti is another. Yes. Two Chains is another. Yes. And then I just went to Spotify and I typed in Atlanta rappers and it had a whole playlist. Somebody had curated a playlist of all these Atlanta rappers. 
And one of the rappers that was featured a lot in this playlist was a fellow by the name of 21 Savage. 21 Savage, yes. Currently facing deportation. Deportation. Because Who no, He's in England. That's the thing. And what blew me away was that nobody in the community, either the rap community or otherwise, had any idea he was actually from the U.K.? Because he said, they I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta. Right. And they, Nobody, they just rolled was, with it. And there was no accent. There was no Google searching. And he got really no big. There's no background checks. <laughs> no background checks. They didn't any background checks. <laughs> they don't want to know. We don't want to know no. your background. Can you no, just lay just down wanted... some sick bars? That's all we want right. to know. And tell me if you're into committing crimes or pushing drugs. That's That, that makes you hip-hop. Push a teaser, guy. I I love Pusha T. You He's do. one of my favorites. I do. Yes, love uh, Pusha T. All right, here's the here's the list of Atlanta rappers. I'm just gonna start calling them out. Little Yachty, hate him. Okay, uh, Gunna, never heard. Okay, uh, never heard of him. Okay, scrolling here, a lot of Twenty One Savages. Big Sean, Big Sean's okay. ASAP Rocky, I like ASAP Rocky. Very good. Yes, M- Metro Boomin, never heard. Uh, Young Thug. No, he is. He's a, yeah, nah. Uh, they list Meek Mill here, but he's from Philly. He's from Philly, yeah. And how about the fact that he partied with the Patriots because Kraft helped that, spring yeah. him from jail? How about the fact that Kraft was dancing with Cardi B, which <laughs> 2019 is so crazy. It is crazy. Cardi, if you ever thought that Cardi B and Robert Kraft together yeah. would be something hysterical. Cardi yes. B, who famously said, I'm not going to play halftime. And I think the NFL were like, we didn't ask you. We didn't ask you to. (laughs) And then she wore wore it as this great mantle of sacrifice because of Kaepernick and then showed up at a Super Bowl party, did a concert in the park, and was dancing with a guy who donated a million dollars to Trump's campaign. To the Trump campaign. I believe Tom Brady is a Trumpster also, isn't he? He had that red hat way before it was considered a Nazi hat. Back when nobody thought Trump would become president. Uh, Rich the Kid. Never heard. Okay. Playboy Cardi. No, no. My, like, I, 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 you can just stop. My my Atlanta. Ludacris. Migos. I don't like Migos either. But he is. Okay. You've heard there's, of there's, there's, there's three of them. It's Migos. They're, they're, they're a group. How about Offset? Offset is part of Migos. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Hoodrich Pablo Juan? No. It, it could just stop. I, <laughs> <laughs> Is it annoying no, you? <laughs> because I, I, my feelings on Southern rap, I, I hate most of it. So, Well, as I, I was, I, as I I was it, listening to the playlist, I noticed the similarity in styles across all these artists. Yes. And it's called... Now, minute, it's called Goody Mob. Goody okay. Mob. Was, was that on there? Uh, no, I didn't see it. Oh, there, okay. Because that's... Um, Wait, what's the what's uh, uh um what's uh, the guy who had the uh, he was on the the voice oh, what's his name know. come on uh, okay uh, I'm not gonna know so anyway they they were all sort of in the same sort of you know tempo and Cadence. style yes and, and I understand that's called trap trap music yes and nobody in the South is going away from trap that's their thing trap music it's all the same though I. I I know, but that's 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 what the kids like, Zane. I guess it is, but at some point, aren't the kids clamoring for something different? Not until not until someone comes up with something new. Wait a minute. Have you 
when okay when you get in the, into the car with the little zaves do they do they <laughs> control the radio no and and oh, now okay, that now that the younger one's driving the days of them oh. getting in the car with me are over <laughs> okay <laughs> all right anything else you want to talk about oh john wall Going to be out for a whole nother year because, well, he blew out his Achilles uh, in his house. He slipped allegedly I, in his house. The Bullets are a cursed franchise. It is, this This seals it. This is like Alex Smith for basketball. Like, we've now yeah. had two of the most ass-boning incidents with injuries for guys making a shit ton of money. And, and as, much as, the, as much as the $71 million is going to hurt to pay out Alex Smith to never play again, the forty-six million a year we're going to pay John Wall to it's either hurt even more, yeah, to either just rehab his Achilles or to come back at seventy-five percent of his former self, which will render him Jay virtually useless. Because what is John Wall's entire game? Explosiveness, speed, right? And so coming off of this, it ain't going to be like Boogie Cousins who's coming off an Achilles where he's a big man, right? John Wall's whole game is speed. He's fucked. He's had five what, surgeries. You, you know, being funny. No, we. They're what? Are they there? Five hundred? Yeah. It's no. We're eight. No, we're eight games under. We. So you could go into the lottery, right? Yeah, but we're only three and a half out of the eight seed in the East, which I hope we don't get. The lottery has been sick. the lottery has been rejiggered so that the top, the bottom two teams, actually bottom three teams, have an equal percentage chance now for the top pick. It's 14, be, 14, and 14% bottom three. It'd be so wizards to get the number one pick and get Zion Williamson and still have this, <laughs> still have the albatross of John Wall and the mediocre talent of Brown. God. <laughs> how, how soon before Bradley Beal says trade me? I would have did it months ago. Yeah. They, they, they still hate each other, right? Yeah, they're not, they're not super chummy. Yeah. Okay. All I right. would I would I would have asked for a trade in the, in the I mean in the summer, but that's just me. All right. Anything else today? I don't have FTG queued up. Do you really want to do that's FTG? Okay. We'll take a I week don't off. Really, no, take I don't really. Off. How was Atlanta? How did you enjoy the city? City's come a long way. City did a good job. Weather, did you go to varsity? Did you go to varsity? Did not. Oh, that's like you have to go. Okay. All right. I hear it's best one of the dog, most best hot dog I ever had. Yeah, it's a hot dog. I mean, seriously. <laughs> It's it's a great hot dog, you, and the best onion rings I've ever had too. Jay, has anyone have you ever known a guy to brag about the best hand job he ever got from a chick? No, because it's just a <laughs> hand job. That's what a hot dog is in food terms. <laughs> oh if you're hungry, you'll take you went, it. But you otherwise, went way over for that. One. No, oh. I didn't. No, I'm telling you, man. Who brags about the best hot dog they've ever had? Hot dogs are a rump food. Really bad. Now I'm, now I'm going back on every uh, hand job I've ever had from a girl. <laughs> and I'm trying to think, can I rank them? And I really got to think about this one now. <laughs> <laughs> did, not go, did not go to the varsity. Uh, but I did go to the, you know, the, uh, the media party was at the aquarium. Very nice aquarium spread. Aquarium is nice as hell. Nice it as is. Hell. Yes. It is. And so that was good. I saw... God, Jay, I wish I could share with you, and I wish I could share with my audience some of the industry things that I heard and some of the industry things that I now know about. Oh, that guy. Oh, great. It's, it's enough 
It's enough to drive me into politics like you or into another line of work, like maybe, you know, carpentry. (laughs) Because I I, I saw I saw some of the biggest asshats in our business. Guys, we have a lot of them. Guys who have should have been drummed out, guys who should have failed a long time ago. Not only still around, thriving. It's unbelievable. But and I know people hate, but but then there's people who were driven out of the. Okay, I I know you know this guy, and I've met him because he's from around here. But I remember him from one on one, Johnny Renshaw. I don't know. He was one of the most talented people I ever heard on radio. Talented, creative, and he's passionate. Talented, creative, passionate, unique, which yes. is also something you should value. All of that doesn't add up to shit in our business. It's almost a negative, really. Why are you being so different, man? That's weird. Can't you just break down LeBron versus MJ and who's better? Can't you, can't you just give me another Mount Rushmore on yeah. something? Yeah, exactly. That's what these programmers want. They don't want to take any risks. They don't want to take they don't want to take on somebody with talent because it intimidates them. But anyway, that said, uh, Renshaw also will admit he had some drinking problems and some drug problems and some demons, and he was, you know, probably battling depression and whatnot. Hella, but goddamn it, he was. I, I remember listening to him when I was living in Missouri, and I heard him one night. And I was like, God damn it, this guy's good. And yeah, I was yeah. listening every night. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, well, Jay, I would. Uh, I would beg you if you find 13 minutes and 42 seconds to, to just, watch the halftime special. Yeah, because I actually, I really need your feedback. Okay, I I, that would be my homework for next week. I will feedback. watch it. I will watch the whole thing. You're, I will watch you the are whole, my I most, you are my most musically inclined contributor here on the Zabecast. I need you, Batman. Wow, that's. Well, <laughs> me and Charchian <laughs> and Andy. Uh, not, no, Charch, really Charch. I'm not really fighting for him. Charch is pretty good musically. That's true. Charch That's goes true. to a lot of concerts. His daughter is big into music. She plays guitar. Charch knows his stuff. That's oh, that's right. Charge uh, and I believe his, uh, yeah, and I yeah, believe Charge right. unleashed uh, legendary status on Guitar Hero back when that was a thing. Back when people were playing plastic guitars with four buttons on their video game consoles. What a dumb idea that was. Oh, that yeah, that that didn't have me hooked for weeks. <laughs> Play, playing Fog Hat uh, Slow Ride. Yeah. <laughs> Red, green, green, red, <laughs> blue, red, green, green, bar, red, blue, bar, red, bar. <laughs> and then, and then after after a while, you look up and you're like, "Fuck, it's four a.m. What am I doing with my life? Like, what am I? What have I accomplished here? I'm playing a plastic guitar, <laughs> and I really think I'm rocking out. <laughs> right. Although there was that, what was the movie in which there was a Guitar Hero battle? Couples retreat. Yeah, Jay. That a boy. Yeah. Thank you for that. I love it when you get my pulls. You know, you know what that's like, Jay? You know what that was just like right there? Stockton I, and Malone. No, better better than that. It was Gary Payton to Sean <laughs> Kemp. Sean Kemp. <laughs> like, literally, I'm just dribbling up court with an idea about some little random thing, a guitar hero battle in a movie, and without even looking at you, I throw it from half court up near the rim, up. up near the rim, and I know you're going to come swooping in, and what did you do? Kablam! 
<laughs> love that. All right, brother. And then and then got nine girls pregnant like Sean Kemp. <laughs> and then and then blew up to two hundred and ninety pounds. And then gained four hundred pounds. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Okay. All right, Jay. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, brother. Thank you. All right, Val. See ya. Bye. I hate to end on a down note. I was always told in broadcasting and entertainment, don't leave on sad stories. Got a sad story you feel like you have to bring up? Bring it up early and then just move on. I'm going to violate that rule here. A fan at a Dodger game last August was killed by a foul ball. Killed. C-I-L. My grandma. Linda Goldblum, 79 years old, was struck in the head with a foul ball in the top of the ninth inning. Died as a result of that several days later, confirmed by the L.A. County Medical Coroner's Office. Nobody found out about it until now. Boy, that is some good covering up right there. Ms. Goldblum died from an acute intracranial hemorrhage and a history of blunt force trauma. They've already extended and extended. Yeah, they've extended and they've increased the the amount of netting at games. And I guess that's the right thing. You know me, I've always been very anti-netting. I've always been, hey man, it's risky. But more and more now, these very thin-handled maple bats are shattering. And those are really dangerous. I mean, baseballs are dangerous as well. You're generally not going to die from getting smoked in the face by a baseball. But you can get your teeth knocked out. Definitely get your orbital socket fractured. Definitely have migraines after that. And you can't just say, well, if you're at the game somewhere close, you better pay attention. Eh, these things come off so fast. You got no shot if there weren't some kind of netting around home plate. But, man, that's uh, I, I'm more curious as to how do they keep that quiet for so long. Maybe it was none of their business. Maybe they just, you know, like, well, hope uh, Ms. Goldboom does okay. Oh, no, she died. Oh, crap. Just a word to the wise. If you're at a baseball game and you feel like you can't keep up with the action or it's just too dangerous, even if you are paying very close attention, then uh, move somewhere safe because that sucks. That'll do it for today. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Get the ZabeCast app. It's quite handy. Premium edition on Fridays. Zabe.com slash premium. Sign up. I appreciate all of your support. Now let's get out there, people. Balance our own budgets, unlike Uncle Sam. Have a good Wednesday, and we will see you tomorrow.